Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. and welcome to Gobbler Country's Talking Turkey. This is John Schneider with my regular co-host, Brian Manning. How you doing, Brian? Hey, John. I'm good. Yourself? Hey, a W sure makes you feel a lot better on a Monday, doesn't it? Absolutely. It sure does. And if anybody hadn't noticed or known, and this will go out a little bit later, probably tomorrow sometime, go look at some of the pictures that I took on the sideline. We'll, We'll probably have some in the poster article here. We'll have some more. I'll go dig out some more, you know, enjoy those. Those were fun to take, but I'm still recovering. Hey, before we launch into this next weekend with our big 11 o'clock debut, which is going to be interesting enough, against Wofford of all teams, don't think too little of who we're playing. Just a note that Hokie Sports has noted, Wofford's from our old conference. And this is before all of us. I was alive in 1965. I was in first grade kindergarten and first grade in 1965, but VPI was a member of the Southern Conference from 1921 until 1965, and we regularly play other teams from the Southern Conference, so Wofford's kind of unusual. We have played Furman a couple of times, but now we see these guys a lot in baseball. North Carolina Greensboro, Tennessee Chattanooga, we've seen them. We've seen Western Carolina. The Catamounts have, have been here, and we've had to go out there for non-conference games. The guys have played Stanford. So this is not in East Tennessee State, by the way, in the Citadel. So I, I don't know how we drew who we drew. I think that the Terriers are It's a Mike, probably a Mike Young connection more than anything else because Mike Young was Wofford's head basketball coach for so long. And I think maybe that was to tickle, but it'd be interesting. Brian, you got any general observations of b- before we kind of started launching the analyticals a little bit? Well, when you talk about Wofford, I was going to say the same thing as you. The They're most known for being where Mike Young came before he came to Virginia Tech, where he built their basketball program into a winner. As far as the football program, they haven't been very good the last couple of years, but they do have seven conference titles there in the um, Southern Conference, and, and they've all been since 2003, and they won three in a row from 2017 to 2019. So while the Southern Conference is not a power five, they have experienced some success at their level. So that's something to note. But as far as what we expect this weekend, well, it's an 11 o'clock game for a reason. Yeah, maybe it was a pre-jump, but... 
us looking at the stats and looking at what was going on to see if we have anything to be mildly concerned about. And Wofford hasn't scored a point this year. They lost both games, a combination of 57 points to nothing. And that means that they're really struggling on offense and they're also really struggling on defense. So I got a feeling that this particular game is okay. Barring the fact that Coach Pry decides to put in like the practice squad, we're not going to lose this football game at all. That's just not going to happen. But the issue is that, you know, we'll kind of talk about over the next couple of segments. But what are we going to do with this? I mean, yeah, we're going to kick off at 11 o'clock. Maybe they'll have breakfast and they'll probably have something breakfasty up in the press box for you. I won't be on the field. I promised my wife I'm going to be up in the stands with my wife this weekend. So it's going to be one of those things that I'm going to sit in my club seat and kind of relax and enjoy the game as a Hokie. I don't relax much on the sideline. I think I did 16 wind sprints up and down as fast as an old man can waddle through a crowd up and down the field as the ball got punted back and forth. So, I, you know, I was a little tired. And then to climb out, you know, you got to climb up the stairs all the way to the portal to get to the press box. So it was uh, it was an adventure on, on Saturday. And I think my knees could use the break on this Saturday coming up. So... Are you looking for looking at anything? I mean, you're going to be hopefully you're going to be able to get in the press box this weekend. We'll see. You know, it's a week to week kind of thing. So you need to check with the powers that be over there and make sure that they get you a cred. But you've got anything in general before we go into the, some of the specifics? I'm going to be handing it over to you to, to talk about what we really need to work on on offense. you got a real kind of peg on that. And if you're going to have a structured scrimmage like this, it's probably best that you work on things, you know? Yeah, I think there's some some things I'd like to see worked on or I'd like to see us dominate running the football. I'd like to see Wells go out there and just sling the ball down the field. Let's get some rhythm going in that passing game while we have a cupcake opponent. I want to see better first down play calling because like I said, I noted on the podcast the last two weeks, we've, we're in third and long too much. And we shouldn't be in third and long too much on Saturday, but let's go ahead and, and get some practice in there. But I'd like to see the starters play around the first half and get some uh, momentum going in the passing game. Let's go in the, let's go between the hashes a little bit. Let's go deep a little bit. Let's just see what we can do. I mean, we're going to win the game. I don't think anybody's questioning that. So those are just the simple things I want to see from this game, which there aren't a lot. But I do expect us to, to dominate on the ground, as, as you should, this level compared to the next level. That's about where I stand from what I want to see from this weekend. Before we drop off for the first commercial break, what I want to see in general is I want to see better pacing. I want to see better pacing in the play calling. I want to see the a little bit more snap and hustle getting up to the line and getting on the line. I'd like to see Bowen, if they're going to insist on this freezy stop everybody and call another play kind of thing from the sideline. I'd like to see that sped up a little bit. I'd like to see it accurized. And in certain situations, I want to see it slow down a little bit purposefully and rhythmically because, you know, when you're trying to burn clock, when you're in a four-minute offense and you're trying to burn clock, you don't want to snap the ball every 12 seconds or every 13 seconds. You want to push the clock all the way to the end before you snap the ball to burn as much time off the clock as possible. So I want to see some 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 of that offensive work. I also want to see something in the defense, but we'll get to that when we get back from commercial break. 
So everybody hang on and we'll be back in a few minutes. Hey everyone, welcome back to Gobbler Country's Talking Turkey. Before the break, we discuss what we'd like to see from an offensive perspective as far as what what are some of the like things we want to see worked on as far as play calling and strategy. But another thing we'd like to discuss is what young players you like to see in the game because a game like this, as far as the NCAA rules, you have a, like a four-game window where you can play young players and then still keep their red shirt. If it's a young guy, you plan on red shirting. So games like this are the most important to use those on because these the guys can get extensive playing time. And, and as far as the offense goes, so some guys that you might think about, I, I don't know that we're going to see Devin Farrell, the freshman quarterback, but it's I'd say we see a lot of Jason Brown this weekend. But as far as I'd like to see some of the young receivers and some of the young corners especially the receivers, because it seems like at wide receiver, we've only had Caleb Smith and Steven Gosnell really involved. And Dwayne Lofton is, is somebody who I'm real high on, who we know can play. He's been in there. He just hasn't got the ball. I'd like to see us do some things to get him more involved this weekend. And some of the young guys, we have a ton of like true freshmen and, and redshirt freshmen wide receivers who I'd like to see get involved a little bit in the game such as a Xavion Turner Bradshaw, local kid from Bluefield. I like to see our boy Cole Beck get in get in some action this weekend. And then you have Pearson Prelude's son. He's out there. And then I'm excited about two of our freshman receivers, and that's Bradshaw and Tucker Holloway from North Carolina. I see bright futures for each of those guys. I think this is a perfect game to get in there and sling them the football. Let's see what they have. That's what I want to see. I want to get to the point. Be parsimonious with the starters as far as who gets in, who gets out. If anybody's got any boo-boos over the first two games, you know, strains, whatever, and needs to sit for a little while, don't be shy about that. Get them on the bench. Let them pedal the bike for a little while. Let them relax. See if you can work the offense. I want to see Brown out there playing quarterback. I do want to see the first half. I do want to see Wells get into some sort of rhythm. I agree. I think that that's going to be really important. He just first confidence factor, but I, I don't want to see him playing a whole game. I want to see him playing maybe a good solid first quarter and then maybe put in Brown for the second quarter and the third quarter and then maybe one of the backups for the fourth quarter. That's what I'm hoping the pattern is. I really would like to see Brown work it out a little bit. Yeah, I want to see Colbeck fly a couple of times. I just want to see him uncork a couple, a couple of runs down the field and fly and see if Wells can throw one under, you know, he can run up under one that Wells throws to him. Now, I don't know. There might be a lot of reticence about that. Maybe they've got that in their back pocket. Offensively, I want to see more of the offensive line come out there, and this is going to be their chance to get some interior rhythm going. On the sideline, I saw a dry blocking technique. Joe Rudolph was in the middle of the pile on the practice field, you know, when I was taking pictures and even with JC Price and they were working on drive blocking and defeating drive blocking. They were actually still teaching technique underneath the goalposts. And I really want to see the offensive line do that live and not just the starters. I want to see the twos and threes out, get a chance to get out there. They were pulling. I didn't see straight pulls right now. I see the loop, you know, loop back pulls. But I would like to see some really solid drive blocking going on and some straight pulls across the line. We really need to be able to do that. We did see something very rare, and I want to see it a lot. They would be advised to. They actually got Wells up under center 
and I got it on film. They got wells up under center on some short yardage situations. I think we, you know, we need to see more of that because that takes practice. I've seen so many of these shotgun quarterbacks go up under center and get their feet tangled up or leave early before the snap gets up in their hands and then the snap goes popping up in the uh, past the center's butt and you're in trouble at that point, you know? So so I want to get see that get worked out. I would like to see 30% of the snaps be up underneath center. I know it's not going to happen, but that that's what I would want. So the offense just needs a lot of rhythm and pace work. It needs a lot of technique work, and this is the perfect time to do it. And it's a perfect time to get down into the threes in the depth chart. Like you said, there's not going to be any risk of burning a red shirt or losing somebody to some grave injury or something. Usually, I mean, you usually talk size and speed mismatches anyway. So this is a good time to get those threes out on the field and get them as a unit and get them going. And especially in the third quarter and the fourth quarter. But with these new techniques that Joe Rudolph's putting in place, these guys, a lot of the ones that do have experience on this team have never really consistently drive blocked before. So the offensive, the young offensive linemen, those are that's key. It's the key weekend for them because you like to see some of those guys like Braylon Moore and Xavier Chaplin. Some of those kids get in and get some some of their first college action. We know that they're dressing on game days, but they haven't really played yet. So we like to see those guys. And you could also play some of your guys you were planning on redshirting this year, like Johnny Dixon, Brody Meadows, Johnny Garrett, some of the guys you want to redshirt. Let them see some mop-up time in the fourth quarter. Just get their feet wet in a game action. Perfect game to do it. Yeah, it's the perfect time to get the butterflies knocked out of your stomach, you know. Because it is. It's scary. The first time everybody that's played at any level the first time you get called off the bench to go in the game, you can't remember what size your helmet is. You can't figure out where your shoes are. You run out on the field and you think you left something behind, you know, might have been your jock strap. You just don't know until you get out there and, and get smacked around or smack somebody around a little bit and get some going. And you get the blood flowing and the adrenaline gets up and then you're okay. But, yeah, it's good for the, these kids to be able to do that, and I'd like to see active work in that direction. It's basically a live scrimmage. The coaches really need to treat it that way. It's almost like the coaches should run out on the field and be like a scrimmage on the field and say, hey, look, nobody wants to get anybody hurt. Let's have scrimmage rules for this one. But that wouldn't go over very well w- with the audience. Would So, like I said, these segments are going to be shorter because, you know, this is going to be a shorter game. So. We're going to take a break for commercial messages and we get back. We're going to talk defense and then kind of I'd like to talk about our impressions of a couple of things and make a couple of congratulatory mentions for the guys for last week. So if everybody will go ahead and listen and then be back, we'll, we'll be back too. Hey, welcome back from commercial break. This is the kind of last short segment. We were kind of wrapping some of the things we want to see in offense. Brian, you know, the defense needs a little exercise, too. I mean, they were pretty amazing for the last two games. But the defense really needs practice, too. But they don't need practice at the ones. They really need to get some of these guys in from the twos and threes. And now the twos have been playing a lot. But we haven't seen a whole lot of threes come in. We haven't seen anybody, you know, Dax is pretty much on the field the whole time. We haven't seen a consistent long-term presence of Keyshawn Artis. I'd like to see him do a lot more, maybe make him the lead uh, Mike for a while. 
I know they've been teaching everybody different techniques. Maybe let him go out to Sam for once. Or what did they have him playing, Sam or Will? Keyshawn? Yeah. I thought he was just Mike. Yeah, I thought he was only playing Mike, but I thought they might have been teasing him out back, you know, go to the Will position or whatever. But I'd like to see all the junior guys really spend most of the time on the field, especially in the second, third, fourth quarters. Give me a list of what you think defensive back-wise since you're the end of the defensive backs deep, defensive back-wise, you'd like to see get out on the field and get a chance to really kind of work out some. Got some true freshmen out there, Devin Alvis, Cam Johnson, and Mansoor, Delane, all three really talented kids. Love to see them get some action this week. And I'm not sure exactly how much they've been in the game yet. I, I think Cam Johnson has played a little bit, if I'm not mistaken. But Johnson and Delane are two, were two guys who I was excited about when they committed last year. And then you got DJ Harvey, who's our punt returner. I'd like to see him get some extended run at corner because I think he's going to be starting next year, in my opinion. So I'd like to see him get some time. You got Boyle, who could use some time. Jalen Stroman, who's a true sophomore, he plays a lot already. So he's essentially almost a starter with the way he's played. But then you go up into... There's also Elijah Howard, who's a, another redshirt freshman corner who I think is a nice player. And you get him some time in there because you're one injury away at corner from having to really rely on one of these young players. And, and we know that could happen at any time. So, But then you got linebacker. You, you referenced Dax and, and Kashawn Artis. And, but I'd like to see some of the younger. I saw J.R. Walker make a big-time play last week. J.R. was a came here as a four-star safety, and probably moved him to linebacker. He's in his fourth year here now, and it seems like he may have found a home outside at linebacker, and I saw him make a nice play. I'd like to see him get a little more time. Kelly Lawson's been hurt, but I really can't wait to see Kelly Lawson on the field. And you got, you got Jaden Keller. He's played a lot already. Jaden Keller's already made an impact. He's going to be a multi-year starter here. And I think Jade McDonald of the McDonald Twins, I, I thought he's done some nice things. But I've seen Jade make some plays at linebacker. So, Just so you know, Jaden had four tackles, one solo and three assists, you know, three multiples. So, so he was playing a really good game on Saturday. I'd like to see him lead instead of just being, you know, like a, a fill-in. I'd like to see some of these guys actually start that game. Jaden, if I'm not mistaken, I think Jaden started the ODU game. I don't know that yes. he started the second game, but he did start the first game. But yes, he did. Keonta Jenkins is is I saw him make some plays against BC too, and they're excited about him, and I could see why. But 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 the young players is Keller. We love Keller, but he's already playing a lot. I, I really want to see Kelly Lawson on the field, but I know he's he's been hurt. I know he's close to being back, but if he's ready to go, I'd love to see him get some time because what an intriguing player he, he's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, the defensive line, I would like to see after like the first quarter, I would like to see almost none of the starters in the middle. If we don't need them, I would like to see almost the entire game played by the backups on the inside because we are too deep, I think, relatively too deep on defensive line. But some of the too deep on the defensive line because the starters have been so resilient, haven't gotten a whole lot of time on the field. And that's one of those challenge things that you really need every once in a while and get say, hey, hey, you need to get out there and stay out there. Don't pat in your helmet and run it off the field because you got a little tweak or you're a little gassed. Kind of push yourself a little bit. This is a game where some of these guys can actually push themselves a little bit, which you always want to be careful of physically. 
But a lot of times when you push yourself, you get yourself that much in better shape. You know, it's one of those things where you want to lift that one more or you want to run that one beat faster. And this is one of those times that I'd like to see that happen. So the prediction for the game, look, this could be 56 to nothing. I'm serious. I'm I'm not kidding. Wofford just has not scored a point this season at all. They've been buried 27 to 0 and 31 to 0 or something. It was just, it's just, you feel really bad for them. And they're going to come in and they're going to get ragdolled. And I'm hoping they don't. I hope they are okay and nobody does anything. Because I'd like a challenge. I think they need a challenge. This team needs a challenge. It doesn't need just a total cupcake to just run over. But we do have to be ready. We can't put out everything because we do have a really short week, don't we? They got a big game next Thursday night against the Mountaineers had had the Lane Stadium, so that's a big one. So it's going to be really critical to have those backups in because you're going to want to save your starters for the West Virginia game, which, you know, like I said, it was, it was Thursday night, right? And you got five days to prepare for it, and that's that's going to be a tough. Now, the news in the last few minutes here is we saw some really great performances. Taiwan Garbutt looked like a manster out there. He was everybody's worst nightmare. And I think Djokovic is still dreaming about him. But he was rated number one by pro football focus as a defensive you know, edge rusher. And then he was named the ACC Defensive End of the Week Award. So it was amazing. And he wasn't the only one. I mean, everybody started getting in on the act. Dax was knifing in. Artis was actually out there playing too. And the Eagle offensive line just had no answers for the Tech offensive line. But you notice there's not a whole lot of kudos for the Tech offense. And the Tech offense just, it was good. They had 178-yard drive that actually functioned well and scored a touchdown because they took risks. But, you know, it's going to be that way. And we'll see. You know, okay, I'm going to leave it with you. Let you predict what you think. Like I said, fifty-six to nothing for me. But I'm gonna say forty-five to three. That's gonna be my prediction. Okay. Well, then we'll have to live with it. That's what's gonna happen. So until we all meet again, and we're gonna be—I don't know how we're gonna do the intro show to get this in afterward. I think we're probably gonna skip the twenty-minute show after this game because we're going to have to go right into recording for the West Virginia game because we're going to need to get that out by Wednesday. So we're going to be recording probably Sunday night. All right, everybody, take care. And what do we leave our audience with, Brian? Go Hokies. Go Hokies. Go Hokies.